systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Episode 36 of the podcast, Pat and AJ podcast. Hello, hello. AJ, live from the Southwest. How you doing? I'm good. I am looking at our pool thinking how nice it will be to jump into it. But it's oh, yeah, so Yeah, now, yeah, so so AJ had uh, the new pool guy out in Arizona today. Remember, the old pool guy was me. And... Uh, <laughs> No, you were not my pool guy. You were my pool boy. Okay. No, get I feel it right. like the pool boy is hot and he knows what he's doing. That's why I'm the pool guy because <laughs> I'm not hot and I had no clue what I was doing. Okay. Well, then the guy that came over today would have been the pool boy because he was okay. a cutie and knew what he was okay. doing. <laughs> oh, no. This is where it all starts. I've seen these datelines. No, he was totally like a, uh, he called from a Colorado number, a total like hippie. Like, I bet he would go to Bonnaroo with us. But yeah, Groovy, super man. nice guy. Yeah, it was cool. So, uh, everything like, like, okay. Like, is it a big fix or, um, it's not a big fix, but it's big enough. I mean, it's not like the pool is, you know, going to like drain overnight, but basically, and I'm learning all this stuff about in ground pools, all of the, what do they call them? Filter grids. Um, have holes in them, which is why there was dirt in the pool because it wasn't filtering out the dirt. It was just pushing it back into the pool, which is why I couldn't clean it. And uh, yeah, apparently the pool inspection guy should have caught that and he didn't. So we have to have that replaced and it's going to cost a little bit of money. (laughs) Right on. There we go. Yeah, no, I was, I've been talking a lot to uh, people about the real estate market and stuff right now. And inspections are dicey because a people people are waiving inspections. I was going to say that's the crazy part yeah. is that in in the really competitive markets and and let's be honest the entire country is competitive but I mean in those really competitive markets besides coming in you know x amount of dollars over asking and writing a long letter people are then waiving inspections yeah and obviously you have to be in a financial place to do that well, you have to be <laughs> but, in a financial place but you also i mean people who are in a financial place to do it are also waiving appraisals if they are paying cash <sighs> for a house but yeah i've seen people waive inspections to get the house and then my friend and i were talking about how um, a lot of the inspectors are so overworked right now that it, whether or not it's on purpose, I have no idea. But they're missing stuff, just like a few well, things were I mean, missed here. They're definitely in demand. That is yeah. when we were, I mean, back in Hawaii, when we were talking to our real estate people uh, in Arizona, all of them had said the appraisers are really kind of the the most in demand ones because one you need them for a lot of the you know FHA VA and like those kind of federal loans but they're backed up and people are waiting on them because you need that like I, I yeah. mean in in certain situations you have to have it and for us the appraiser here in Michigan was by far the last piece of that puzzle I mean I'm glad our inspector caught the issues with the roof here 
Um, but there are quite a few things in the house that are busted yeah, that dude, I've been hold fixing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We hold on. A ten thousand dollar fix is what okay, you got out of the deal. I know, I know. So I know, you know, I know, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. You got to pay for it. Pay for a pool filter, Listen, you know. Okay, but this isn't like the above ground Michigan pool filter we're used to. These things yeah. are like up to my waist, and there's like oh. eight of them. They're no huge. shit, really. Oh, they're yeah. big. They look like um. I didn't huge. know that. I had no idea oh. like they were that big. Yeah, no. This is not like an oops. It, it you you know you just slip by. Um, yeah. no. This is like it, it. It's about from, and I'm six feet tall. It's about waist high on me. And no, where do they go? Well, like, where do you put them? Inside the pool filter. Inside, but they, but they curves with the filter. All right, man, you better <laughs> hire someone to take care of this bad boy because I got a funny feeling I can't maintain it. Like, I could do the above ground pool mainly because here in Michigan, in the Upper Midwest, as all pool owners know, you really only take care of it for ninety days. You have yeah. ninety days of the year in which you have to have blue water and. It's sometimes it's hard to even keep it blue for those 90s. So I cannot imagine being on watch 12 months out of the year. Well, Couldn't and do that it. Was, that's what the pool guy, I mean, that's what we're going to have to do here, which I am not complaining at all because this pool is like like movie star pool. Like I can't Yeah, it's a believe. nice pool, yeah. It's gorgeous. It's got a dolphin fountain. I mean, it's bougie. Like way too bougie <laughs> for me. The, the fountain with the steps really put me over. I'm like, damn, that's fancy. Um, but the pool guy. I think, by the way, that is a actual storyline in a South Park about Hollywood talent agencies. It's whoever has the biggest fountain is the most successful. So the boys, you know, they, they put a fountain in their lobby. They're like, look, we have a fountain. We have a fountain. We are now bougie fancy. We are um, successful. But no, the pool guy today said he he's going to leave the filter on no, right now until the parts come in, so the water doesn't turn green. So I mean, I could like I could swim in it; it wouldn't be bad for me. I mean, I wouldn't drink yeah. it, but I don't know. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not green today. So today, no, it's blue. It's totally blue. Yeah, it's, it's just, like clear water. No, it's not clear. It's blue. <laughs> okay. Oh, Things, is it? Is it not clear? Well, because that's the problem with the the cartridges uh. is that or the grids is that things are the dirt is not filtering through. So it's getting I don't know what the fuck the this pool. is. When, but like, still right now, what you're talking about, I have no clue. It's which goes to show, my lord, I'm always in over my head with water all the time, all the time. <laughs> I'll hire him, but you know what? Maybe I'll swap out paying the lawn service because yeah. we don't have to again, do that ever again. Yeah, you know, it's uh, today nice day here in Michigan, and of course, you know what happens on nice days in early spring? It's the symphony of the lawnmowers, and as I was. Uh, <laughs> On my front uh, front porch, watching them all one by one go off down the block, I sat there. I'm like, "Well, that's something I ain't never gonna have to do again." Yeah. Not, not that I ever did it. I paid someone else to do it, but now I won't have to feel bad about paying someone else because you always True. feel a little bit emasculated for paying someone to mow your lawn. You do. It's like, yeah. It's like this weird uh, masculine thing. But then I remember that my grandfather had a patch of grass that was ten feet by ten feet on a city lot. <laughs> I have a fucking like quarter acre out here in the suburbs. So regardless, we can swap in the fee that yeah. we're used to paying for the for lawn for the pool, and we could for for the pool. You, you can have your own legitimate pool boy. Listen, I would much rather have a pool than long grass. Yeah. So I like this better. True story. Yeah, you know, if you're going to put work into something that like you actually get payback from, it has to be a pool because I fought with my lawn back when we lived in Wisconsin. And that lawn kind of sucked, and the whole area where we lived was, like, the the ground was not good for that kind of stuff. No. So, 
But like, even though I fought with it, I'm like, what the fuck? How do I enjoy this when it's done? You don't. And and there's this huge movement right now for people to stop being so meticulous about their lawns because it's yes, actually really, yes. it's bad for it's bad for the grass. It's bad for insects. I mean, it's bad it, for the environment. I mean, we yeah. we have we have talked about this in uh, I think our, our previous podcast about how water will be the next great resource that 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 we really all freak out over because oh, yeah, there's not actually, a, enough of it they just announced uh this morning and luckily it doesn't hit us here in oro valley yet but um to the south and the east um areas of tucson are having to increase their water rates like 50 percent yeah. because because there's no water there's no i mean yeah. it's it's really scary i i'll admit this is i i think i said this on the other podcast this is the first time i've lived in a landlocked state yeah. And I'm not going to say it's scary, but it's weird when you realize Although, like, the only water near you is in your pool. <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out, too, what's weirder. Is it to be in a state like California where you're having water problems and you're a coastal state? Or is it weirder to live in Arizona and have water problems? Because at least there you're no. like, all right. Like, we're a desert. I get it. You're charging me for water. Like, yeah. in California, it's like, it's right there. California, you know, I I met a guy the other day who grew up in California. Yeah, and that's another thing I've noticed living here in Arizona. Not a lot of Midwesterners unless they are snowbirds. Um, Like people look at me cross-eyed when I say, well, I moved here from Michigan, but I'm from Wisconsin. And they look at you like you're like a foreign creature, like like little green man. They're like, what the hell? Um, We've heard about you. uh, But there was a guy I met the other day who he moved our television in our house and he grew up in California and he moved to Colorado with his family and just moved to Tucson because he's like, I will never move back to California. And he had a myriad of reasons, but one of them was just like, they will never have their shit together ever. That state cannot figure it out. With well, all the just, money I that mean, state has, they cannot yeah, figure it out. Financially, financially, it's just a wreck. I have a friend who lives in San Francisco, and he's a Chicago native, and he's been out there now, um, I don't know, 10-plus years, and and he's never leaving. No. Uh, but it's funny that he's gotten to the point now to where he bitches about his new adopted hometown, and he's like, oh, it's, you know, June gloom, and then we got whatever it is, no sun July and Faugust, and basically San Francisco's depressing as shit during the summer. Yeah. And, so, but but I like when people get to that point where they're comfortable enough in their settings to bitch about it because then you're home, you know. Like yeah. <laughs> when you stake like claim to a place, but then you love it enough to bitch about it, but you stay. Oh, you're yeah, like, that's... oh, look at that guy. Aww. Yeah, uh, my friend Jenny, who lives in Vegas and was actually in Tucson visiting her mom, she stopped over on Monday, and that was exciting to have like your first visitors to the house. Yeah, it was just really cool. I just felt so bad because she had her son with her, and he's like, "You have a pool," and I'm like, "Well, you can jump in it if you want. I'm not going <laughs> to say it's the cleanest, but it's not. You know, it won't poison you." Um, but she just moved from Alaska to Vegas and she was talking we were talking about because we both were in Seattle for a time yeah she was talking about how Alaska I asked her about the darkness like I'm like how does that work because you know you hear about it how it's dark for a huge portion of the year but I'm like explain it to me and she said that it's a very foreign concept for people yeah yeah and she's like I mean she said you get like sunlight from like 10 a.m to maybe 3 p.m but she said it's not even sunlight. She's like, it's like, um, it's almost like a sunset. So it's like this, I forgot what the word is she used, but she said, she's like, you know, suicide rates that time of the year are terrible in Alaska. Oh, I can imagine. 
we brought that up last uh, podcast as well. That I mean, weather can have an effect on your mental health, and you know, and we this used to weather say that, in Arizona is having a wonderful effect on. My well, yeah, I mean, health. it can it can be both positive and uh, and negative in uh, that well, effect. So. I fully admit, when we lived in Seattle, and I mean, I always say this: it was the hottest summer I think they'd had up until that point, and yeah. no nobody had air conditioning because nobody needed it until that summer, um, but. It stopped raining in April and started raining again in September and didn't stop. And I was—that's what it does. Yeah, I was not in a mental place to deal with that kind of gloom and doom. Like I was, just, she did. I couldn't she, handle she it. She lasted two months, then she left. Two months into their uh, fall season, I was she's like, like "I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> I can't. I'm do getting this. the fuck out of here." <laughs> Well, thank you very much, everyone, for being here. Hopefully, we're bringing a little bit of joy into uh, your life through this podcast, however you're listening. We appreciate it. Now, uh, I'm supposed to say wherever you get your podcasts from. That's what I realized. I was watching Dateline, and you know, Dateline now, um, because everything's fucking integrated. Again, this is why my my theory of everyone's going to have a radio show will be true, because it's just, it's going to be something you do. Yeah. Like, now with Dateline, you watch... Um, an episode, and then they tell you there's an eight-part podcast yeah. about the episode hosted by Keith Morrison or some shit, and you're like, well, I got another 18 hours to kill to learn about this episode, and then they say at the end, get it wherever you get your podcast. And so. see, what I'm finding now is that there are so many places to get podcasts that people are getting picky choosy. Yeah. Like somebody, I, I forgot who it was, somebody said, hey, I know your podcast is on every single platform, but is it on Boo Boo Kitty Fuck podcasts? And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, listen to it on a different platform. I've never heard of that one. It's on like 20, like just find it. it it's, it's so funny because people are very specific to the platform they listen on. By the way, can you tell people again the name of your other podcast? There's people that have been asking how they can really? find it. Yeah, they, they want to listen to it. <laughs> What's it called again? It's called the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast, and you will yeah. not be interested in it if you're not interested in Irish There are dance. some people who may be interested in it here, so we're giving you all that great content on this podcast, that podcast, yes. AJ's podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Let's uh, talk vaccines and more. Hold on. Driving that train, pound cocaine, Casey Jones, he's better. I haven't had a shot of serotonin like this in a long time. Holy shit, are all the concerts back or what? Like, have we all officially seen the green light for shows? I mean, good God almighty, man. I'll tell you what the green light was for me, and I'm not even going to go, but Summerfest in Milwaukee has quite possibly the most incredible lineup they have ever had in the history of the festival and i have but no aren't doubt, they going september are they going september they are going september which is a good okay. idea because it usually happens at the end of june into the first week of july which i still think yeah, I mean, yeah. this is more than a concert you know this is a music festival where there is like a hundred thousand people in one place for seven days so i understand why they pushed it but that was like one of the first big festival announcements and like holy hell the lineup and now everybody's announcing um the flaming lips just announced a tour and yeah that's the thing it's not just a show here and there there are tours yeah what you're seeing is and this is what i was telling my friends who kind of you know didn't work in the entertainment business and you know they were you know everyone was confused last year as to when things would come back 
if you remember for a while. I just thought about that the other day about some of the 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 assholeish predictions that we saw during the pandemic. You know, by oh, yeah. Easter, yep, twenty twenty, everything's gonna be fine. By even... Fourth of July, everything's gonna be fine. I, rem- you know? I made my own assholeish prediction. I, I think I said like. Oh, by June, we should be June, fine. yeah, everyone had it. <laughs> so my one buddy who, like, kept holding out hope for concerts by the end of the year, I go, look, man, I go, you don't know the industry. But I said, it's really all backed by insurance policies. Yes. And I said, if no one is going to issue an insurance policy for the tour or the performance, it's not going to happen. And yeah. until that line gets tripped and triggered, then you'll see the rest. And sure as shit, man, it, it, it seems like... Someone pulled the plug. Um, AJ, luckily, just asked me the other day, because my birthday is coming up in June. She said, what do you want for your birthday? And, of course, she always gives me the same line about how I'm hard to buy for my well, birthday. Well, you are because and- you you buy what you buy what you want when you want it. So there's never, like, a wish list. So, so I never no. have anything to buy for you. So I, I said, you know what? We'll be in Arizona and... How about this? I go, as cheesy as it sounds, I go, why don't you give me a coupon for my birthday? And the coupon can be for you to attend a random concert with me. Now, first off, I should say I go to a lot of concerts by myself. Living here in Michigan, I've gone to Detroit. It's only about an hour and 20 minutes away. I go to a lot of shows by myself. It does not bother me. I do not believe it's a team sport. I don't think we all need to be there together. It's not because you really can't talk to each other. I mean, you might dance with each other yes. during the concert, but still, it's like going to a movie. Like, why bring somebody? But there are some times where I'm like, hey, this would just be fun. And AJ is just not that girl. I mean, even for her, like, number one act, which is probably Dave Matthews, you still have to drag her out of the house. She's still on the fence about, her, like, her favorite act in the world. Well, so yeah. I said, I said, why don't you just go to one random show with me? And you said, oh, that'll be great. Uh, yes, I'll make you a cute little coupon. I'll give it to you. And I shit you not, my birthday hasn't even hit yet. And I texted her today, and I said, well, I think I'm cashing in the coupon because uh, the dead are coming to Arizona. Uh, Dead & Company, that's the most recent incarnation of the Grateful Dead. This one with John Mayer. They are, well, they announced their tour, and they're coming through Arizona. And so I hit up AJ. I'm like, that's the show we're going to. And I'm sure it's It's not... The, I, I like John Mayer, so seeing Dead and Company <laughs> but, is like. But hold on, they're not playing. Waiting on the world to, to like change. No. You're not getting any John Mayer covers, okay? In case you don't remember, I've been to a Dead and Company show with you, and it was fine. And yeah, but I don't but mind. but it was at a festival. Yeah, and and this is very true. Um, Dead and Company headlined Bonnaroo in 2016, and while AJ did uh, come to one of the sets with me, it's in a festival setting. Um, there were other options. Like it was, it was way different than like a one-on-one show. It was kind of like, you know, you know, Pat was high as a kite and kept losing his shoes. So I had to keep picking up his shoes after him. I think we, didn't you officially just lose your shoes that night? No, I held on to him. No, I held on to him. Yeah, I did. That was my only problem is like, you were like, you were, you were high. So you're like hanging out with a drunk where I got to like kind of take care of you. I'm like, shit, he lost his shoes again. (laughs) So you're right. It was a different setting than an actual concert. So yeah. But, um. So the Dead announced their sh- their uh, concert today, and th- and they do the verified uh, fan thing. I don't know if you've seen that, but you go on Ticketmaster, and it's like you verify it's a fan, then they send you an email, yeah. and it's another one of the steps to keep scalpers out, which I'm all about. Yeah. But so I get verified for the show, 
And they go, all right, look out on Friday. You can buy tickets or, or whatever. And then I start going through the email, which is usually pretty standard. And boy, you better uh, wait for this because it's coming. And and by the way, I, I should say I'm all in favor of this. At the bottom of the email. Uh-oh. Im- important. All caps and underlined. For all dates on Dead & Company's 2021 tour, proof of COVID-19 vaccination will be required by the event organizer to gain entry into GA seating areas. Okay, yeah. Please keep in mind before purchasing a GA pit or GA lawn ticket that if a GA ticket holder does not have documentation... They will be provided an alternative viewing location, and there will be no exceptions to this policy. <gasps> Do you know what this is going to create? This is going to be the new. Uh, this is going to be the new Karen and Ken videos. Is people <laughs> people who didn't read the emails for these concerts, and they show up. And they're they're going to show up. Yeah, they're not vaccinated, and they're going to start screaming about it, and then they're going to end up on TikTok. Now, I will say this much: luckily, with the average age of. Uh, a deadhead, most of them were like the first wave to get vaccinated. You know, I mean, they're, they're all so old at this point. They were vaccinated like, like back in January. All right. <laughs> and to be honest, some of the members of the dead are that fucking old. They want to protect themselves. <laughs> they're like, don't, don't, don't come in here trying to kill us. I am high risk. But so I was like, wow, because I'm vaccinated. Um, hell, my son is all jazzed because he's getting vaccinated tomorrow and he's 14 and they just, you know, opened it up here to, to 12 and up. So, this is the closest I think I've seen to the uh, vaccine passport, which we heard kind of that idea getting floated around about how do we incentivize, how do you know, because Israel did that. Israel uh, did this big vaccine passport where if, if you had the vaccine, just the world opened up to you. Yeah. And um, this is the first time I've really seen it kind of like you can't even buy a ticket in this section unless you have proof and what is proof is it the cdc card because i'm not gonna lie as soon as i saw that i went out to our safe i made sure i knew exactly where our cdc cards were from getting our vaccine it's funny you say that because i was at the ups store today mailing some stuff out and um they had the they'll like uh they'll give you a sleeve for your vaccination card Mm -hmm. and all i could think is oh crap mine is in michigan i hope i don't need it for anything so can you mail that to me that'd be swell (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean just in case that's the one i truly i I kid you not that is the one thing i forgot bringing to arizona now i wish i'm kicking myself so i thought that was interesting that it's not you don't have to have it to get into the show but you have to have it if you want to be in areas um, I guess where you're rubbing elbows. I mean, that's that's GA. Well, yeah, I mean, G- GA is asses to elbows is what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they're trying to protect their fans. And yeah, you're right, dude. What's going to happen when some old deadhead rolls up? And this guy drove up with his, with his old lady from Scottsdale, Arizona. They drove down for the show and they got their tickets. And all of a sudden, it, they don't have the proof. Because what is proof? I mean, an email from your doctor? Is it the CDC card? Doesn't is it everybody me- get a card, though? But what if you don't have it on you? I mean, this is, well, I'm but, so but interested to see what happens. I'm that, so that, interested. That comes down to fine print. It's just like, it's just like all of these jabronis who ended up in Hawaii and got kicked out oh, because yeah. they didn't have the right kind of test. And like, just, 
you know, do your research and read the fine print. And well, guess listen. what? Like, I, I just, I'm not, I hate to say it. I'm just not going to feel bad for people. Like, yeah, do but your also, research. If there's something that, you know, us as a society are really great at not doing, it's reading the small print. Well, I mean, it's funny you terms say of service, we don't, we, we fucking click yes on anything. The lady at UPS today, she was, um, she's probably about my parents' age, so maybe early 60s, and she was bitching about people. She's like, you know, everybody has gotten vaccinated now, and she goes, nobody reads the signs on the door. There's still no social. She goes, she goes there's no social distancing. People walk in here without masks, and she, go, and she said, and I was so proud of her for saying it, she goes, my generation are the worst offenders. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm like, I unfortunately can agree with you on that because I've seen the way like my parents acted during this pandemic and it was very like yeah whatever you know and and so yeah but i mean you're right that's the kind of generation that will go to see dead and company right can you imagine that someone shows up like like without it what what do you do i mean what what is proof there was a an older woman who i held the door for at ups that was walking in without a mask and I was like, you know what? I'm going to really quickly walk to my car so I'm not here when the fight starts. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know because now as of today with the CDC, they True. updated all the guidelines and people who are vaccinated, which is really what we needed, is just you are freer and safer to do a lot of shit, which is really not wearing a mask outside. Well, yeah, but uh, to be fair, this is you know this is a UPS store. It's a small place. And that also, yeah. I think that came out while I was at the UPS store. So. Yeah, but I mean, trust me, people are going to run with that. As soon as the oh, yeah. rules change, they're going to be like, hey, I just heard it on the radio on the way over here. I'm not going to wear a mask now. And again, if you're vaccinated, that's, that's the key in the CDC's new regulations is, hey, if you're fully vaccinated, yes, you can enjoy all these activities without a mask. I fully admit that I was such a jerk the other day. Um, I walked uh, all the way up to Walmart and realized I forgot my mask. And got like, because like, it's it's just so hot here that like your first, because that was my thing in, in Michigan. I don't want to walk back to the car. Well, no, but in Michigan... <laughs> I said, you know, especially during the winter, the masks keep, it keeps your face warm. So that was nice. Uh, in Arizona, it's 98 degrees. The last thing you want to do is have a mask on. And I got kind of pissed just in general. I was like, uh, I don't go want get to go my back mask. to my car. Son, of a, but I, son of a bitch, got to yeah, get my mask. But I did it. And I'm like, man, if, if I'm starting to get sick of it, can you imagine? I mean, there are a lot of people but who still, have But still, I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, this is just the cusp of it, man. Like, you know, the uh, baseball game that I'm going to, White Sox, they just announced today that there are vaccinated and unvaccinated sections. Yeah. So I'm, now that we're seeing it in concerts, if you don't think this wasn't all part of a way to bring it back, if this was not a way for insurance companies to be able to insure this tour by saying, can you l- please try to limit exposure so everyone doesn't sue you after the yeah. tour, which means they sue us. I mean, it's it's coming, boys and girls. I mean, again, we are a pay-for-play society. We go to work because you give us something every two weeks. So here's a little uh, carrot on a stick for folks to get shot in the arm. Spiders. Oh, spiders. They're always ready, aren't they? Aren't they always ready for they're always ready for action, a spider? It's always completely fucking ready for action like that. Always ready for action. Always. I mean some animals are sometimes ready. You startle a cat and it go oh, for a few seconds and it goes back to chill. Most of the time a cat is just laying on the floor and it just on its side, all four limbs just stretched out in one direction. You will never see a spider like that. You will never see a spider just lying on the carpet, right? 
his head down and all eight legs just stretched out like that. They're, all, they're always ready, okay? They're always, and they're always ready in every direction, like the fucking Matrix, like that. <laughs> they don't even have to turn, they've got ten eyes, eight legs and ten eyes. It's over the top, okay? And they're even ready when you don't think they're ready. You can see an empty web, okay? And you go, that spider's not ready. No? Touch the web. What? Touch the web. And it's there. Uh, I fucking hate them. So I find it hilarious that people instilled this fear in me before I moved to Arizona here. Um, and I'm seeing it in other people now, too. We, we've been on these Arizona Facebook pages for about four months since we knew we were moving here. And I got really freaked out for a while. People were posting about rattlesnakes in their yards and bobcats and javelinas and scorpions and I was really freaked out for a while now that I'm here though and I've been here a solid seven days I can tell you that the most dangerous thing I've encountered are cactuses there you go (laughs) which is what I was warned about first from our realtor that was actually the first thing that I learned all about you know I have scratches in the I mean on both arms on my legs everything's starting to heal but I have no doubt like I'll I'll freshen it up <laughs> um but it's just funny because you know I was all freaked out about this stuff and yeah really the most I did get stung by something over the weekend and in, in our in my car like it is I felt something start to burn on my back while I was driving so I went to scratch it and then it burned like a little bit below that and I said oh shit something's crawling down my back and biting me and I had these welts on my back but other than that, no, I haven't seen scorpions, rattlesnakes, none of these giant spiders, bobcats, coyotes. I haven't seen any of that. I mean, but I'll tell you what she has seen. Here's a wildlife that no one warned us about. Uh, hummingbirds. Uh, AJ, yes. apparently, she's attracted hummingbirds to her hair. <laughs> and No, I shit you not. The, the other day, I mean, she had told me about them. And she goes, oh, there's, there's this hummingbird back here. And I think I'm going to get a hummingbird feeder. I go, oh, that's cool. And we're talking again a little bit later. And she, like, stops the conversation dead and starts looking around. I think she's being attacked. Like, this is my dateline <laughs> This is my dateline moment where I'm going to be like, we were on FaceTime, Your Honor, and then someone busted in the house. <laughs> Instead, it's a hummingbird two inches from her ear, which apparently sounds like, what would you say it, it sounds it's, like? It sounds like a helicopter. Like, like I, a military helicopter? Yeah, like if you've ever gone swimming and had your ears plugged. Like, that's yeah. what it sounded like. It sounded like... And I looked around thinking, "Is what's wrong? Am I, do I have vertigo or something? What's happening? <laughs> and I, I looked to my left, and I looked to my right, and I heard... And then I saw the hummingbird fly, yeah. like, just just jet past my head. I'm like, he, were you trying to make a nest in See, my ratty hair? Cause, like, no one told you about the hummingbird, huh? They talk <laughs> about rattlesnakes and javelinas. No one says anything about a hummingbird coming after you. There's lots of cute little lizards in our backyard, which I absolutely love. There is a, a neighborhood bunny. I think it's the same one. I mean, they're bunnies. They they could all be the exact same. I don't know. There could be 20 of them, and they look the same. Any it, bobcats? Uh, any bobcats? Had, no, but somebody um, in a neighborhood that looks like ours posted a picture this morning. <laughs> of, well, because all the, the, the backyard fences look the same. They're all cement yeah. walls to keep the snakes out. Yeah. Um, and somebody posted a picture. It was three bobcat kittens following their mom along the top of the fence and like it's it's really refreshing because people here in arizona like are not freaked out by this stuff i mean it's it's you're moving into their territories it's kind of like how i said if you move to florida 
you can't be upset when a hurricane hits. And yeah. if you move to California, you can't be upset uh, when an earthquake happens. And I suppose if you move to the middle of the Sonoran Desert, you can't be upset when there's rattlesnakes and javelinas and coyotes in your backyard. I mean, that was like my cousin Sean. He went to school in Florida. He went to college in Florida. And uh, I remember him saying, like, w- once a hurricane hit, he and his buddies uh, sat on the roof of their apartment building with beers just watching it go by because he's like, why the heck not? We're in Florida. But, yeah, people here in Arizona look at the creatures around here as, um, you know, they're just part of the landscape. In fact, it's yeah. funny because it's it's usually people like me that freak out about, oh, my God, there's a snake on my front porch. And it's <laughs> all the locals who say, oh, no, 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 that's a good snake. They eat rattlesnakes um, and they keep away the gila monsters. So it's it's just funny to see how – you know how much they embrace the creatures around here where somebody like me was totally freaked out moving here and now that i'm here i'm like that's cool like if i see a snake i see i see a snake people listen listen i don't care where i've moved people are always afraid of something yeah um one i tell them i'm from chicago and they're just afraid of that they look at me like i'm a (laughs) war veteran dude you should the guy who put up our tv um grew up just south of compton and I said, oh, well, my husband grew up on the south side of Chicago, and his eyes got really big, and he goes, Which, oh, man. I feel like <laughs> like growing up outside of Compton gives you more street cred than the I south side too. of Chicago. <laughs> but he looked but, at you, know. you like you were a hero. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, with that being out there, it's like no matter where you go, people are kind of freaked out about something. I moved to Salt Lake. Oh, it's the Mormons. I moved to Flint. Oh, it's, well, first it was the violence. And then after six months, it was the water. I love that. And I don't think I've ever, <laughs> I've never said it out loud because we I already know there. what you're going to say. Go um, ahead. But when I told my sister that we were moving to Flint, I'm yes. like, hey, we got a job in Flint, Michigan. Because she was, your sister was very upset because we were working in Wisconsin. Yeah. You were with, you were within like an hour and a half and, and, and she was very close to us. And I said, and, hey, you know, it's awesome. We got a job in Flint, Michigan. And the girl who lives on the south side of Milwaukee said, have fun getting shot. In the head, I believe it was, too. It was getting shot in the head. Uh, She had to make sure it was a specific kill shot. Mind you, she has had her house broken into since then. I I didn't have any problems in flight. Didn't she have her house broken into while she was home? Yes, that's scary. That's a a whole new level of breaking in. When you're in a neighborhood where people are breaking into your house when they see your car in the driveway, you need to reassess where you're living, man. Yeah, you know, I'm like, don't talk smack about Flint if you live in Milwaukee. (laughs) So, but I mean, even when I'm, you know, when we were contemplating Hawaii, you see a lot of people, flying cockroaches and, uh, I mean, cokey frogs. And people, listen, there's always going to be factors that I, I feel like people, but listen, it's a good thing that we're connected now. Me and you have talked about how much um, the moving to Facebook groups, and there's a moving to group for everywhere, but the ones we utilize for both Hawaii and then Arizona, invaluable advice. And even if it is kind of scary, even if it is people going, tarantulas, well, coyotes. Somebody said that today on one of the uh, Arizona Facebook pages. They ha- were getting transferred here from Tennessee for for work. And the okay. first thing she freaked out about was scorpions. She goes, are there really like scorpions yes. crawling the walls? <laughs> and, and it just it reminded me of me two months ago where I was like, oh, my God, this place is just crawling with like venomous snakes. It's dangerous. And now that yeah. I'm here, I'm like, it's freaking fine. Yeah, like, it's just not- like, yeah. Just like when people think they go to my hometown of Chicago that we give you a gun and a bulletproof <laughs> vest and we're like, good luck. 
hope you make it out. No, guess what? There's good parts of the city and bad parts of the city, and you can avoid situations like that. Much like in Arizona, you know what? If you're living out in a rural area with an acre of land, yeah, you're probably going to have some wildlife. But oh, if, yeah. in your, if you're in a city in a subdivision with bricked-up walls, you probably ain't going to have wildlife. Basically, what they've said is that it, you are likely to see a snake. Poss- and these walls are supposed to keep snakes out. Somehow they make it over. But they're well, yeah, like, that's why they have the uh, brick walls. Yeah. Um, but they said if you find something inside your brick walls in your backyard, it's because the temperature dipped overnight, and these animals, these creatures, are trying to stay warm. You know, sure, it's you, a desert. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you got to remember, they're not coming to bite your face off. Like you're nope. in their territory. It was funny though. I was talking to my sister, and I said, oh. Oh, it was so cool. I was walking the dog because now we we go on a walk very early in the morning and late at night after the sun uh, sets. And I said, "Oh, it's cool at night. There's like bats flying around." And she like crapped her pants. She said, "Nope, not. I'm not even gonna visit." She goes, "I don't do." She's like, "I don't do bats." I'm like, "Everything." I don't do bats. I'm like, "There are like wild pig-like creatures that can bite your face off here, and you're worried about bats." I'm like, "There." That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Bats are going to come get me. Don't stop here. We're in bat country. <laughs> Although somebody, um, actually, and this is super sad, somebody here in Oro Valley just got killed by bees, which is really scary. Yeah, the, the, the Africanized killer bees that they always talk about come up from South America, and they're yeah. like in the Southwest now. Yeah, that's bad stuff, man. I'll tell you what freaked me out is that I was I walk our dog. It's the perfect subdivision to take your dog for a walking because like you can just make a big circle around, and it's, it's all good, and it's a safe yeah. place. But the house next door to us, I don't think anybody lives in it. I don't even think they use it as an Airbnb. I feel like I would have seen somebody by now. I don't think it's it's occupied. And there's a big tree in their front yard that's starting to kind of overgrow. And yeah. I, I walked underneath it with our dog, and I heard a very loud buzzing noise. Not just mm-hmm. one. I mean, like hundreds. And like I kind of like, you know, ducked down a little bit because I'm so tall. I'm like, I don't want to shake Did you do anything? Did you do anything? Did you call anybody? No, because I, I can't see an actual nest. I don't know if they're just fe- – and, and here's the thing, too. On the way back from the walk, the bees were gone because yeah. it was later. Oh. So I don't know if they just come to this tree during the day. I'm like, but – Wait, no one told you about killer bees. See, <laughs> no. they told you about scorpions <laughs> and snakes. No one says, oh, by the way, Africanized killer bees are making their way up. From South America. The wall doesn't stop them. (laughs) So they'll be in your backyard soon. The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money. I legitimately had to fact check it. And you know me, AJ. I'm an informed person. I can usually spot a legit story. But the fact that even I had to go, hold on. This Uh can't be legit. It's legit. What is it? Yo, who wants to win a million dollars? Because if you live in Ohio and you get the vaccine, you can win a million fucking dollars. Governor... Mike DeWine may be the first Republican who ever gets my vote for president because this son of a bitch has cracked the code of how to get people who don't want to get vaccinated (laughs) vaccinated. This is true. I legitimately thought, I mean, this was, I saw it on 
the governor's Twitter page. And that's why I saw you retweet it, and I think you <laughs> you retweeted it with, what the fuck, is this legit? And I'm reading it, and I'm like, did he just retweet some sort of like conspiracy theory no. on bullshit? And then I looked, I'm like, that's the actual governor's Twitter account. No, no it's that, not. <laughs> that is the Ohio governor. Mike Mike DeWine, who I always thought was kind of a kind of a really like a solid you know governor, kind of in the time of uh, uh, crazy governors and partisan, he seems like kind of in the middle. He did you know? seem very much like actual middle ground, which was refreshing. Yeah. Like like remember during the pandemic, like like he was very like you know he was straight up the middle with it. So this is so they're giving away a million dollars. Multiple times. Oh, my God. We should have moved to Ohio. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> so the deal goes like this. There will be five drawings that will take place over five weeks. Each winner receives $1 million. Jeez. <laughs> where, where is this money coming from? The Ohio Department of Health is sponsoring it, and they say the money comes from existing federal coronavirus relief funds. Wow. So they're using re- leftover funds from the feds to basically give a prize away to get people to get vaccinated. And I think this is the most ingenious, brilliant move. I do too. And I've, I've said it. We're, we are a, a pay-for-play quid pro quo society. It's why you go to work because every two weeks they give you a check. It, it, it's why you do a lot of things because there's cause and effect. Well, we're and also we're a capitalistic society too. And no matter how much you have, everybody always wants more. So nobody's so, going to turn that down. You know, unfortunately, we've had like, you know, just the weirdest year with this because they didn't have this problem with fucking polio. You never heard your grandmother talk about how people debated the uh, uh, valid uh, uh, reality of polo of a polio and then the vaccine. No, they just fucking got the vaccine. But now, since we're such a free thinking society and we need to entice you to do the right fucking thing, oh, we're offering you a million dollars. This is not a Krispy Kreme donut. This is not a free movie ticket. This is a legitimate shot at seven figures. And this is from one state. This is better than any odds you've ever had in your life. I just wrote something for the Farmer's Almanac about winning the lottery. And it was actually, it was about um, the Lucky 13 from Ohio, which happened like in the 90s. Um, It was like 13 workers won the lottery and and split it or whatever. But I was talking about the odds of it. And like your odds, if you live in Ohio, of winning this are actually not bad. (laughs) So not only because, so we have the million dollar prize for residents who are 18 and over. Now, as we all know, and I just talked about my son's getting vaccinated tomorrow. We can now get vaccinated if you're 12 years old and up. Ohio is going to give away a scholarship nice to a Ohio state run university not once not twice three times holy hell for young people between the ages of 12 and 17 so basically if you are too young to win the million dollar prize they'll give you a free college education here's my question cuz i think this is brilliant I really do. And I think it's an unbelievably smart use of funds. Yep. I think it's a great motivator because we're trying everything now. They want you to have talks with your friends and family about it, which, by the way, led to AJ losing her best friend. AJ yep. tried, tried to talk to her friend about it, and her friend told her to fuck off and die yeah. and hung up the phone. So, I mean, do you think this would? I mean, let's take that person, for example. I knew you do were going to say that. Do you think? I don't, I don't know who else. All right. All right, fine. If she's that, out. No, 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 Hold no, 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 no. That's fine. So, if that what about our 
I like this one better because this one is, I think, more our speed. Our realtor. Our realtor has expressly concerned how she has many, many concerns in her mind are valid about getting the vaccine. What a shot. Now, she has a family of what? Four? So her, her husband, would getting two instances of maybe winning a million dollars motivate her to get the vaccine? I don't know. And as much as I want to say, yeah, why wouldn't it? I don't know. I mean, people have really disappointed me during this pandemic. So I doubt, I don't, I don't doubt that offering somebody a million dollars to get the vaccine wouldn't work because again, in the beginning, I thought, Hey, everybody wear a mask and give a shit about everybody else. And that that turned into a polarizing issue. So as much as I want to say, yeah, a million dollars, would make but I feel a, a like that get the vaccine. I don't know. But that like cuts through the bullshit. That's like, dude, like like we say, you can say you're black, white, red, blue, green, whatever. We all bleed green, okay? Everyone, money is a motivating factor. And I just wonder if this isn't really going to motivate someone who has, and I mean, look, there's the 12% of Americans who are not going to get it, never yeah. going to get it, and we've just got to write them off, and I wish them the best. I hope they don't suffer any consequences. I feel like this prize could move the people on the fence. I think like our realtor, our realtor, I feel like she's on the fence. I feel like your old friend is in the 12%. Oh yeah. No, I don't think she would. Um, Cause she's not, not getting it for health reasons. She's is it not, purely political. It's a political she's, yeah. she's making some sort of political statement with this and, and whatever. And I'm not going to get into that because I'm still yeah. absolutely pissed off about it. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I do think, I think you're right. I think money can motivate some people. It's a million dollars. It's life-changing money. That's not bullshit. That's not a $1,000 prize. You know, and here's what it makes me think of is that, because it's it's hard to talk to somebody who is against getting the vaccine um, it, if they're in it for political reasons. And I was just listening to an yeah, interview. Yeah, I think it. I think it, it, it depends on, on why. Yeah, yeah totally I, why. I mean, I have a good friend who has psoriasis, and she's afraid of getting the vaccine because if it you know does something to her immune system, she can look like a burn victim. I mean, the psoriasis is incredibly painful for her. So I mm-hmm. like that. I totally get that. But for people who are trying to make some sort of political statement, I honestly don't think the money would motivate them. I don't. I mean, I know we're doing a bunch of freebies and like we talked in the episode about, you know, a concert passport. People can say all kinds of things like, well, I don't want to see that band anyways. But a million dollars, I don't care what your ideology is. I don't care who you pray to. I I mean, a million dollars is a fucking million dollars. Well, and here's the only part that makes me question the whole thing is that, you know, my friend is is very, very conservative. And that's, you know, the hill she's going to die on is that she, she doesn't believe that the pandemic's a real thing and that's the end of the story um but the governor offering this now we none of us will get this because none of us live in ohio and yeah i don't live in ohio yeah you have to by the way be a resident yeah (laughs) and and be vaccinated before the date of the drawing in case you're wondering so my question is um would somebody like her living in ohio with a governor in your party offering a million dollars to get vaccinated, Boy, would that sway you? Because if you, you know, are making, if you are, if you are anti-vax based on politics, yeah. and a Republican says, "I'm going to give you a million dollars if you get the vaccination," does and, that make a difference? I don't know. 
You would hope it would, but good God almighty. I mean, ask Liz Cheney. I feel like they might fucking throw you out. I mean, there's not a lot of room for discussion. And I don't know, because you're right. Like, even here in Michigan with Whitmer, there's a certain percentage of people where if she's like, here's a million dollars, they'd say, fuck you, bitch, and they'd spit in her face. Yeah. They hate hate her for purely political partisan reasons. reasons. So that's a great way to think about it, because, you know. If she was, if if picture it that way, if, if Whitmer was a Republican, and, and saying, she would have I, done what she did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would it have been different? So I don't know. This is I a don't lot of know. what it could have But I think at the core of it is maybe I've just wrapped up a 25-year career where you're, you're part entertainer, part communicator, and part game show host. Yeah. Because we've given away so much shit from, ama- <laughs> from amazing things. Like, I mean, yeah. trips to France to dumb shit like a stapler. And people lost their mind Equally for the trip to France yeah. and the stapler. We know how much people like to win free shit. Yeah. And I feel like this could be the world's biggest radio promotion. I don't know if Ohio <laughs> knows what they got themselves into. No, they're I- going to... There are going to be people move there. People are going to be moving in. I think the Ohio governor is about to find out what it's like to be a morning radio show host and have holy and have, smokes, have prize pigs clamoring for whatever you're giving away. At least it's legit, though. That's better than anything we ever gave away on the air. <laughs> I mean, in his statement, the governor said we've got people who who have gotten their vaccine, and we've gotten people who have not gotten it and won't get it, and we're trying to get those people over the hill. Kudos. I mean, nice, it's beautiful. It's not often you see things work out like, you know, wacky government ideas don't usually go like a good way. And this is awesome. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.